The Muster Financial segment brought to you by Craig's Investment Partners, Gore. This information is general in nature and is not financial advice. Craig's Investment Partners Limited financial advice provider disclosure statement can be found at craigsip.com slash TCS. Sam Grant from Craig's Investment Partners joins us on the muster as they do every couple of weeks. Good afternoon, Sam. How are you? Hey, afternoon, Andy. Doing really well. Thank you very much. Uh, keeping busy along there on Main Street at Craig's Investment Partners. I'd say it's all go at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, been very busy for sort of the last couple of months. Things obviously over winter, sort of in this town, people get a wee bit quieter, so they tend to try and sort things out. So it means we end up being a wee bit busier, which is always good. Sam, it's almost a week on from the budget announcement. There was nothing in there whatsoever for rural New Zealand. Um, what do you make of it? Yeah, so um, I suppose yeah, quite a few surprises. I think the main one that was, uh, I suppose, at least unexpected from our end was how much more generous and, I suppose, expansionary it was. So, um, yeah, obviously quite a bit of an um, increase in expenditure uh, than probably what was initially expected back in December. Uh, so that tends to be uh, quite inflationary, and a lot of that's going to be uh, funded by borrowing by the looks of it. So it looks like the New Zealand government's going to have to borrow probably an extra $20 billion over the next four years compared to where they sort of initially foreshadowed back in December. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of extra money sort of in the economy, which is generally quite um, good in terms of uh, it's stimulative and it can be positive economic driver, but that also means it can be inflationary as well, which is uh, so not necessarily what you need in the current environment. Realistically, how much money can New Zealand afford to keep borrowing? Uh, effectively, at the moment, so government debt compared, or when you compare it to GDP, or the percentage of GDP is still quite low, and uh, you tend to say is reasonably or within the sort of limits, especially when you can sort of compare to um, other major economies. I think we're sort of sitting, or kind of expects to peak at about 43.1% of GDP and then sort of starting to trend downwards uh, to 37%. Uh, so our government debt is actually reasonably good, um, where sort of most of our debt actually tends to lie as in sort of private debt, uh, so that's sort of people's like mortgages and stuff like that, so that's the uh, biggest concern, I think, around debt. But what that sort of constrains the government is, since private lending is quite high, it means the government can't borrow to the same degree uh, effectively, because if you compare to places like Japan, I think Japanese government debt's about 300% of GDP, so when it's sort of sitting around that 43%, it's uh, quite great, oh, quite good in comparison. Yeah, puts it into context, I suppose. How do you rate this budget? I think it's just a lolly scramble coming into an election year more than anything, is it not? Yeah, I suppose that's not entirely surprising. Um, you know, your governments do tend to throw a few sweeteners in there as they lead up to um, an election, just the same as the opposition tends to chuck a few policies in to try and get a few uh, get a few votes. But you know, I suppose that's the thing. Um, a lot of it is quite stimulative and will be quite inflationary. So effectively... What we've seen, uh, particularly when you look at the OCR rate, is initially before the budget came out, it was expected that it would sort of top out at 5.5%. Um, so we're currently sitting at 5.25%. Uh, that's now expected to, that OCR rate's probably going to go to uh, 575 or 6%. So 
uh, yeah, quite a decent rise there. And that's effectively because there's going to be a lot more money pumped into the economy, which is going to sort of drive inflation a bit more. So Reserve Bank will likely have to put up interest rates even more than what we initially expected to try and keep that inflation down. And what the Treasury's expecting now is initially they thought there was going to be a recession for the last three quarters of this year, but they're kind of looking at moderate growth. So, um, yeah, it looks like inflation could be here a wee bit longer than what was initially expected and uh, interest rates are probably going higher than what we thought uh, a week ago. So, Are we almost at the peak of interest rates, can we say? Because it's not looking good, is it? Yeah, we're definitely uh, at that sort of the top of the rate of the or top end of that interest rate cycle. Um, yeah, we've already seen over the weekend, so on Friday, uh, one-year term deposit rates were sort of about 5.8%. We've seen that jump up to 6.2% on almost purely on the back of the budget with the expectations that interest rates will be going higher. And then we start to see, you know, anything two, three, four years uh, starts to sort of come down. So effectively, banks are predicting, markets are predicting that um, you're yeah, sort of going to be peaking interest rates sort of around between now and sort of the end of the year. So, um, and then hopefully sort of starting to come down as inflation comes down. But yeah. Obviously, time will tell and factors can change. And, uh, yeah, so the forecasts are only as good as the data that's available at the time. Speaking of forecasts, Sam, uh, Rabobank's come out has revised its opening Farmgate milk price forecast for the 23-24 season of 820. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of water to go under the bridge now, or milk, if you will. But um, it's, it's, it is as expected, though, isn't it, at this stage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, given the sort of how the end of the season's gone uh, for the for the farm gate milk price, it sort of has slowly come back over the season. But yeah, like you said, uh, you're still a long way till the start of the next season. And as we're sort of well aware, that price can change quite a bit during the season as well. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Sort of, I suppose the biggest concern for a lot of farmers will be what the input costs are going to be. Yeah. Um, and whether there is going to be some relief there for them. Because, you know, it's been great that they've probably had a pretty good payout this season. But uh, yeah, I think you talked to a lot of farmers and the extra money that was coming in is pretty much going out in costs effectively, so yeah. That money that's been saved for a rainy day, well we've had a storm, haven't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Sam, as somebody who wants to get in touch with the team at Craig's Investment Partners, the best way? Uh, yeah, either visit us at 120 Main Street in Gore, uh, give us a call on 209 or visit our website at craigsip.com. Sam Grant out of Craig's Investment Partners. Appreciate your time on the muster as always. Cheers, Andy. Always enjoy it. Sam Grant out of Craig's Investment Partners right here on Main Street in Gore. Up next, Bernadette Hunt, Southland Federated Farmers Vice President. Talking winter grazing, you want to listen to this. Bernadette goes into a bit of detail about what's been happening lately and what we can expect heading forward.